You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Mm. <laughs> I just got coffee all over my chin because I'm drinking from a earthen vessel, a Chick-fil-A styrofoam cup. <laughs> not the one holding up my microphone. No, not that one. A second one that's held my coffee. And uh, I have to say, I didn't have Tim Horton's coffee, but the coffee here at this hotel, uh, hotel or motel, I can't remember, motel. Motel is usually you drive in, yeah. Yeah. Hotel, Okay. if I understand right, hotel is a place where you could potentially even live, you know, so. Okay, so yeah, it's a motor motel, motorway, right? So yeah, so at this motel, great coffee. But um, the secret is I found the double-double mix cream and sugar ah, and put it in my coffee. And go. it works in just about any coffee to make it taste awesome, almost like Tim Hortons. Yeah, so there you go. So I wipe it from my chin and say, hello to you today, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Hey, do you know that we're just uh, right around five months from going to Israel? Did yes. Did you know that? Yeah, I know that. I referenced Man, that in, our, in my message yesterday. Yeah, uh, the flights are being arranged, and uh, we are almost set to go back to Israel and enjoy the Holy Land Amen. and uh, walk where Jesus walks. Amen. So I want to encourage you, if you're not able to go with us in 2024, because those trips booked up so fast, uh, it was unbelievable. Um, we've got uh, two trips right now scheduled, a third one potentially for 2025. If you go to alstone.ca, all the information's there. We'd love to have you come in 2025 to Israel and enjoy that trip. So uh, check that out today. Get on. Uh, I would register today. If if you can't go, if something comes up, you're out no money. No money. You don't have to have any money till August of 2024. Uh, so get your name on so you don't miss out. I know you had some people at your church that wanted to go on the 2024 trip and just just missed it. Um, yeah. So don't, don't do that. Don't do that. So uh, get booked in today. Well, here we are. Yes. Where do you want to go today? What do you want to do today? Well, how about let's uh, let's just go through like a generic situation of ideally what we would like to see uh, whenever there is a situation we got to deal with. Right. So my suggestion would be, okay, someone, and and it's something that is that is more public. A situation. So, uh, okay. and ideally, when when it comes to light, and there's going to be some general embarrassment, and usually you get a call: Can we come to your office, or can you come to our house? And they mm-hmm. talk about what happened, and this is going to be revealed, and you know, sooner or later, or you know, this was found out. And we're already you know going through different steps, whatever. Now, what do we do? Well. Number one is, it's a sin. The sin needs to be confessed. And so uh, that's between them and the Lord. Right. And so that needs to be done. 
and hopefully they would be willing to do it even in the privacy of the office or, you know, their house, whatever, not in a public manner. And so then if if they are wanting to get right and to be right, now once there's been forgiveness, now begins the restoration. And the restoration process is different for different situations, but basically... Uh, ideally, whenever there would be a bad situation like that, it would be, um, listen, why don't you come and, you know, the the next service or Sunday morning service, whatever it be, uh, come forward, just, you know, spend some time at the altar if you want. I'll come down and pray with you. I don't have to. But then be seated on the front and at the end of the invitation, I'll call your name and just mention this is Brother Jones and Brother Jones wants to let the church know that uh, he has sinned publicly and, you know, it may come to light he is on the on the path of getting this right. And, yeah. you know, we as a church body, he has confessed it to his family or employer, whatever it is. And right. he wants to come before the church and acknowledge that this has happened and he would like the church to be praying for him as he tries to make this right. right. And so now now we as a church body are not going to be obligated to do anything else. Now, uh, let's say, you know, that that man was a deacon and what he did and he's admitted to is something that's, you know, quite egregious in, in some manner. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, well, he's going to step down from being a deacon. That that would need to be part of the restoration. You're you're trying right. to to get right with others. You're right with God, and as you're trying to get right with others, you're exalting the Lord Jesus Christ. I respect mm-hmm. the office of a deacon so much. I believe that I have brought a little bit of reproach to it. Whether or not you've, you know, technically, uh, you know, not qualified anymore. But I, I am willing to step down. I, I I was the song leader. I don't think that I should be on the platform for a while. I, I don't want to bring shame to the name of Christ until this is completely dealt with. And we as a church family would say, you know, or maybe the pastor after whatever time frame. So that's the ideal thing is that person— right. Although it's a difficult thing, now because of this, you're making those right steps. And it's not like you have to prove that you have gotten right to others, but it's the next step of restoration. I don't want to harm the body of Christ while this situation is being dealt with totally. I want to, I, I'm going to step down from some of these public things or offices that I may hold so I can then deal with this in hopes that one day I would be worth counted worthy enough to be able to hold an office again. Yeah, absolutely. I would deal with it the exact same way with the idea that you don't have to stand up in front of the church and say, okay, here's exactly what this guy did. Right. I'm going to name every, every detail right. of what's happened here. The confession is made to God you you said that we confess to the family, which I understand what you're saying, and, and we do 
in the confession, we're simply telling them what happened. But the confession is made to God. Yes. The sin is against God, mm-hmm. and the sin is and the sin is dealt with by God. But the impact, the fallout of that sin, does impact the family, the church, the community. And I have had in past people that would come and do the exact same thing. I'd say, hey, we have somebody here today who has has messed up, as we all do, and they want to make that right by our church, and they, they've asked for forgiveness. I know what it is. I've dealt with it, and our deacons perhaps have dealt with it, and we are satisfied that this person is truly repentant, and as a church, we want to, we want to love them and deal with that. Some, sometimes, you know, how you deal with that can bring about a lot of gossip in the church. What do you think it was? What do you think it was? I heard this and I heard that. Sometimes it's better to say, hey, um, they, you know, you give some details, but you don't give all the details. Mm-hmm. You got to be very careful about that, right? But um, you don't want people surmising either. So you've got you to be careful. But I've had instances in the past where people said, could I write a letter of apology? Amen. And they write the letter, and I read it to Amen. the church. They don't have to get up. They don't have to do that. I'll read it for them. I'm sorry I messed up. I, you know, I was hurting, and I did this, and whatever. If if it was too much, I would edit some out. I'd say, hey, we don't have to say that. We don't have to say this. And I would help them with that. And that worked very, very well uh, for people to be able to do that. Then people know that they've made that effort, that it's in their word, and people can go on from that. And like you say, if it's public... The old adage was, if if sin's public, then it needs to be dealt with publicly. If it's private, it can be dealt with privately. I don't know so much about that. I think I think everything's public today, uh, with Instagram and Facebook and all that kind of stuff, and you know TikTok. People know what people twenty four hour news and channels. They can see it. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, I, I was oh, just oh, throwing that in. That's what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. So yeah. many different yeah, yeah. ways. Yeah. Right. Right. So that's part of the thing too. And, and let me say this to those that are listening, and you've alluded to this as well. This is gut-wrenching for a pastor. No pastor wants to do this. Mm-hmm. And I have had some preachers in the past who said, oh, yeah, we we church discipline. Man, we're heavy on church discipline. We discipline everything. We put it all out there. I don't agree with that. I, I never did that. I, don't, I never found any kind of satisfaction in saying hey, every single problem in our church is brought before the church. Man, I'm sure glad God doesn't do that with me. He, he doesn't embarrass me that way. We He, he chastises me. Uh, I go for forgiveness. He chastises. He burns it in my heart. He lets me know that I've sinned, and I get forgiveness, and I move on. And if I hurt the church, then, yeah, I need to I need to bring that to the church and deal with it. But um, be careful that, that you don't almost relish in the idea of catching people in sin and bringing them before the church. It's it's a hurt when you have to do that. Just like I said with my kids, if my kids messed up, and this is why a lot of people don't want things brought to light because it's an embarrassment to the parent mm-hmm. if a kid messes up. It's an embarrassment of how I've raised my kids or how I've dealt with my kids, and I don't want to be embarrassed. And that that often is the case when uh, a girl would uh, you know become pregnant or a son gets a girl pregnant. Um, that's a huge embarrassment. And so we don't want anybody to know about that. We're going to try and hide it. Well, in about seven, eight months, there's not going to be any hiding that. Mm -hmm. In nine months, there's not going to be any hiding that. And so, and I think you even said in an earlier podcast that, you know, the onus is always on the girl. Oh, no. Oh, no. The onus is on both. It took two people, and both people need to be dealt with in that situation. And uh, sometimes the the parents of the daughter often feel like, well, she's made the public one. No, both, I think, need to be dealt with in that situation. And both need to to get right with that. So as a pastor, know that 
we hate this stuff. It's it is gut wrenching, and it there there is always a fallout in that family in the church always, and we hate that. But when you do right, there's going to be fallout sometimes. Yeah, um, I still say that when somebody looks at a pregnant girl, they're going to be reminded of it all the time. Whereas they look at oh, a I, young man, they won't. They won't constantly be reminded of it. So you know, in right, that I regard, it. it's that's just the, what life is. That's that's mm-hmm. part of life. That's part of the, you know, responsibility. So that's the that's what we would desire in this bad situation. All right. So now sometimes there are people. Well, I just want to get right privately. I, I confess mm-hmm. it to the Lord, and I just want to like put it under the rug. And I don't, I don't think that that's wise when it's a when it's a situation that is going to harm the body uh, as right. it comes out, uh, and then so the less than best case scenario of a bad situation is now trying to let that person know, no, I'm sorry, you can't be a Sunday school teacher now, or you cannot right. work in the nursery. You can, you have a time, you know, you were in the choir. Uh, when somebody's on the platform, we're like it or not, the 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 uh, people in the pew would assume that that person is being put forward, that person is being elevated. So you know you can't do that. What's really tough is whenever you don't have very many accompanists and you got to tell an accompanist mm-hmm. you can't mm-hmm. play for a few months. Right. You know, so so right. now there's. Now there can be pushback. Well, what's the big deal? I'm right with the Lord. Well, if somebody's really right with the Lord, and there needs to be time, but if you're really right with the Lord, we're going to accept what what biblical things are. Right. And I, and I'm not saying that every pastor handles it biblically, and that's you know another right. problem. But right. there there should be, you know, that's the next problem that that from the ideal is, okay, I want to get right, but I'm going to keep this private. And you can't always do that. And and anytime there's a disagreement, the easiest thing to do is to, you know, take your toy, take your ball and go home, you know, mm-hmm. run away. You, 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 you hit the nail on the head when you said that people, you know, when they get embarrassed, they just want to bury it. They, they want to leave it. Um, because of that personal embarrassment that to me that's the key and I, I think that the biggest the biggest part of that nail was if they are living for the Lord and a lot of times these kind of things reveal that a family is not living for the Lord there's something wrong there's something deeper than we can see at the surface and if a family is living in accordance and sometimes our kids do things and we have no control over mm-hmm. it. um but to me our our kids sometimes do those things because things aren't dealt with in, right don't aren't dealt with right in the home or there isn't that spiritual leadership in the home or there is some misguiding in the home and sometimes in our own lives we are not living for the lord we're not doing what we should do and and we fall into sin and and we have to take accountability, but we never want to admit that we're wrong or that our kids are wrong 
or that my spouse is wrong. And that that's the thing. If we're walking right with the Lord, and I've got to say that sadly, we've got a lot of people in churches that aren't walking right with the Lord. They're not. And that's why I'm preaching revival meetings. That's why I'm trying to get people to come back to a higher standard of living for Jesus Christ. And that's just the truth of the day that we, there is a weakness in a lot of Christianity today. People are not living the Lord. I, I just went through some Instagram posts today and I saw some things of uh, young people that I know. And I'm like, what in the world are they doing? And it's just a sad reality that a lot of a lot of people are not living to that high standard of Jesus Christ today in Christianity. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, you know, we we just, it's just such a difficulty, you know, trying to trying to deal with these things. So next case that's even worse is the person says, I don't need to get right. Yes. What's the big deal? So now you've got a family member that wants to, is, is concerned about their spiritual standing or standing within the, the body more than wanting their relative to get truly right and thoroughly right with God. Right. And right. so, like you said, that's a, that's a situation there. I'll tell you, as I think about this, I think that we ought to be doing a lot more pre- preaching and instructing on intercessory prayer. Yes. Praying for, you know, when we know, when we see something, we go, hmm, there, there's something there. You know, I, I'm going to spend a lot of time praying, dear God, there, there, you know, the, the so-and-so family, there's something off. Oh, Lord, please mm-hmm. help them. Oh, would you please uh, continue to work there? You know, and, and listen, when we make confession, uh, it, confession is just admitting that we've done wrong. Confession is agreeing with God on how bad that it is. And, mm-hmm. and so many times we go, oh, man, I did this. I'm sorry. You know, like, honey, I'm so sorry. I yelled at you the 85th time this week. You know, sorry. You know, would you forgive me? Instead of, you know, I th- was thinking today, I leave and go to work, and the last thing I said to you was something very cruel, very hateful. That's tone was like I don't even respect you, and it must have been hard for you to live with that all day long. You know, I know I texted you around lunchtime, but I'm so sorry that I brought hurt and pain to you mm-hmm. today. That's a lot different than, hey, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. It, you know, right. you're, you're wanting to get— you're, you're wanting to get right. It's confession is agreeing with how bad that it is. And so sometimes we do have people that want to sweep it on a rug because they really don't intend on thinking that it's that bad. Right. And I'll tell you, the reason that you would call and say, I am so sorry I hurt you. The reason is because you love them. Yes. You love them. You thought I was going to say something funny. Yes, I did. You, I, you thought I was going to I say. I thought I was yeah, going to say the reason that oh, I yeah. called it because I called you Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the wheel was turning. I saw the wheel it. was turning. I know, but I said no. It's it's because it's because you love them, and you want to be right with them. Yes. When we love Christ yes. and love His Church, we want to get things yes. right. You, you, that's exactly it. It's not just, hey, sorry, I messed up. Hey, honey, I'm sorry, I messed up. No, it's 
you get, I want you to know my heart. I want you to know this, this hurts me. I, I hurt you and I don't like that. And I want to make it right. And if you don't make it right, that relationship is never going to be what it can be. And that's why a lot of couples get in trouble. I mean, I've had to work at this in my life where, man, I, sometimes I say the stupidest things. I get so mad at myself. And, and I, I've got to learn to say, listen, that does impact, that does hurt, and I've got to quit doing it or my relationship is in trouble. And people have to understand that when we hurt Christ, when we hurt the bride of Christ, we've got to want to make that right because we love them. And maybe the problem is we don't love the church the way we should. Maybe we don't love the bride as much as we should. That, I think, is a big part of a lot of problems as well. Here's a very simple example. Peter denied the Lord, and he denied the Lord publicly. Right. He went out and wept bitterly, but I don't think he got actually right until Jesus was cooking the fish and said, Lovest thou yep. me more than these? Exactly. And, exactly. and so, you know, there was a time frame there. We don't know how long it was, a week, two weeks, three weeks, you know, there, but there was a time frame that Peter wasn't really right with the Lord. And uh, the Lord had to call him on it, and and finally Peter got to the point of, okay, I am willing to understand exactly how I'm going to die for you. Right. He got to that point, and right. so when we right. when we want to get quote you know air quotes get right mm-hmm. with the stipulations, I I don't think that we're there yet, you know. Yeah, and I think we see very clear that Peter never became empowered for Christ until that was made right, yeah. until that was finally confronted and made right, and yeah. his heart and the heart of Christ were both broken at the same time, and there was a healing at the same time, and then he went on and became a great leader in the things of Christ. But until then, he didn't have the power of God upon him like he could have had. So same thing in our lives and the life of the church. Wow, great, great, great. Awesome. Well, our time has slipped away. Yeah, again. we could Great bring up this week, man. thousands oh. and hundreds of illustrations, yeah. you know, but uh, yes. the prayer is always that we get right with the Lord. And when we're getting thoroughly right with the Lord, confession is different than restoration. The restoration right. is a process to the church body. And so right. that that's what's important to understand. Let me ask this question, then I'll close. Quick answer. How many people in your ministry came to you and said, Pastor, I messed up and I want to I want to make it right. I want to make it right to the church. How many people do you think? A dozen, I would say. Yeah, I, I would say a handful, just yeah. not very many, not very many. But we had some. And when they came, man, was it an awesome blessing when Amen. they came and did that. Wow. Good answer. Okay. I'm Al Stone. And uh, I am at this point in Canton, Ohio with Brother Tim Brown, uh, spending some time with my nephew, Jonathan, his dear family, and uh, missions conference. Looking forward to some great results of that. So uh, be in prayer. Be in prayer for uh, what the Lord's doing in our lives. God bless you. I'm Al Stone. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. Please make sure you give us a rating, a review, and then uh, make sure you subscribe in your favorite podcast listening platform. Amen. This is Tim Talks for the weekend. 
have a great time at church. Hey, Amen. listen, if there's something in your life that's not right, get it right. Get it right. And if it ever comes, man, would you just deal with it by the Bible standard? We love you and appreciate you all. Thank you for listening. This is The Tim Talks. Have a great weekend day. That's why the little foxes spoil the vines. You've been listening to Tim Toss, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.